I'm Enoch Fossum. And I'm Austin Ivey, and you're listening to the What About Therapy Podcast. Mm, what about therapy? All right, welcome back to episode 58. 58. 58. Two, two away from 60. I was going to say. <laughs> 60 minus two. Yeah. It's like a dollar minus a quarter. It's a dollar minus a quarter. If you know that reference, you're a G. Yeah, you're OG. Um, so you probably already know what we're talking about. If you've read and clicked on the title, you know that we're talking about social media marriage myths. And the idea came yeah. to me this weekend. I was scrolling through TikTok, as I unfortunately mindlessly do for many hours out of my days. It sucks to say hours. Oh my goodness. I'm having like an existential break here about my TikTok usage on, <laughs> on this podcast. But anywho, I came across a TikTok that was just, it like blew my mind of how some people can perceive what is a healthy marriage. And it wasn't like anyone claiming to give marriage advice. It was just like, it's one of the things that we're going to be talking about. It's actually the first thing. It's if you have um, something that you want to buy or something you want to get and your spouse wouldn't let you, then you just hide it or you send it to another address. And that was, that's what the TikTok was about. Yeah. And I went through the comments and it was just like, yes, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what I do too. I've been doing that for years. Like one time my husband found my Amazon stash and I was in big trouble, like stuff like that. And it was like, and it wasn't just wives too. It was men doing it. Like, like I do the same thing with my wife. I send all my, 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 my packages to my friend's house, things like that. And I bought a razor and I keep it out back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't see it. <laughs> I have a, I have a separate credit card and I, I send, um, I send all my purchases to my friend's house or my. Um, to my work, things like that. And I was just like blown away by how many likes it got and how many positive comments it got. Yeah. And like every, like it's whatever, you know, um, everyone has their things in marriage that aren't good. Like there's things that set your relationship back and I've had the same, a similar thought to do something like that before and I haven't done it, but it's super unhealthy to do something like that. And that's what gave me the idea. We'll get into that one specifically here in a minute, but it can't, we, the idea came to me that we could find some marriage myths from social media. And we, we got about five of them that we're yeah. going to go through today and debunk them, I guess. Yeah. And some of these myths aren't necessarily just social media myths. Like they've been around for a long time, probably before social media. Just social media has put a magnifying glass on yeah. these bad boys. Perpetuated them. And they made them a lot bigger than they used to be. Yeah. So, yeah. Jump but, right in. Number one. Exactly. Number one, <laughs> as we already talked about, um, I'll, what did I write down? It's a... Uh, you can just hide things from your spouse, like spending money or getting your Amazon deliveries. I know another one, fam- famous one, another popular one is popular one is hiding your Target deliveries. Oh. So, um, if this is you, that's okay. You're not evil. You're not bad. We're not scolding you. We're here. not scolding you. Just inviting you to maybe um, become a little bit introspective about how this might be affecting your relationship and why you're doing it. This yeah. is something that we talked about right before the podcast started is if this is a tendency that you s- seem to have, like if you find something on Amazon's Prime Day or something like that, or just anything in general online, or just anything in general that you want to spend money on, and you feel that your spouse would disapprove of this purchase for whatever reason, um, and you first thought is to buy it and then hide it, there could be a deeper issue than just the hiding and the lying. And right. that could be a, a trust issue. That could be a communication issue. That could be a controlling issue. It could be a lot of things, but I would say broadly that that is an indicator that something deeper is wrong. Yeah. One of the the top three, if not the number one marital issue is around money. 
It's one of the leading causes of divorce. Money and then like sexual intimacy, things like that. Yeah. So money's up there. And I remember when I got married, that's one of the first things that my wife and I struggled with. And Mm -hmm. we still do sometimes to this day. Like she wants to buy something or I want to buy something. And we kind of feel like guilt or shame around it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so if you just go ahead and buy it without them knowing... Like there's there's a conversation you have to have there that's deeper than just buying that thing. Yeah. Like if, there's there's a lot more going on there than you think. So if that's something you feel, or if that's something you're even doing right now, then number one, I would talk to your spouse about it mm-hmm. and let them know what you're doing. Come out, show them all those target <laughs> target things all the target boxes all the amazon prime boxes all yeah. your clothes that he hasn't noticed you've been buying for some reason <laughs> <laughs> your closet's getting really full for some reason you doing wow. more laundry <laughs> going to di <laughs> going to savers you going more to, often you going to the thrift shop wow incredible you it's get like a lot of hand-me-downs recently <laughs> it's like brand new a yard sale it's awesome uh, no but i mean seriously though you can just talk to them you could even go to therapy and talk about the things that are underlying there because it's not yeah buying that item is not the problem it's deeper than that yeah and buying that and hiding it is a problem but it's not the problem i guess that's what we're trying to get at there that doing that and lying and being deceitful and covering up a part of what you're doing to your spouse that's chipping away at the foundation of your marriage that's lies are not something that you want to be common in your marriage, even if it's something as small as a $25 Amazon purchase. That may yeah. not seem like a lot, but a lie is a lie is a lie is a lie. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it's about. It encompasses a lie. And even if they had to come to you and say, hey, did you buy this? And you lied about it. I guess what, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I'm going to switch that up. Not telling them is the same as if they were to, to ask you about it and lying to their face, if that makes sense. Not yeah. telling the truth is the same as withholding the truth especially hiding it exactly like you bite you hide it that's like that's that's just going to bring more stress to you too exactly like yeah all that stuff's in your closet wherever you hide it whenever your spouse goes near there your mm-hmm. heart rate picks up you start getting real stressed like you're just you're just causing more problems for the marriage down the road yeah and like Enoch was saying that there is a bigger problem that needs to be figured out and worked out and i will go as far to say that there's no deal that can be hidden from your spouse that is worth it yeah i'm I'm sorry. There's no, there's nothing you can find out there that is, that you hide that is worth it. Yeah. I, I just, I will go out to say that. Um, so that's myth number one. And you don't want to be like Harry Potter. <laughs> I must not tell lies. I must not tell lies. Yeah. Numero dos. Number two. Number um, two. Yeah. You want to take it? Yeah. So it says, you need to react the way I want you to react. And as in, if your spouse doesn't react or support you in a certain way, like if you tell them something and you're expecting them to either be more excited, more concerned, or whatever it is, it doesn't mean that what they say or how they react isn't real or isn't true. Isn't valid. Isn't yeah. valid. So if someone says, hey, I got a big promotion at work today, and then your spouse or your friend says, oh, nice. Like, I'm happy for you. You're like, oh, Okay. Because they weren't jumping up and down. You are really happy for me. And saying, wow, you are incredible. You're the best human being on this planet. That's just unfair. Number one, of to that, it's unfair to that person. Because they're putting themselves out there in a way that they know how. 
and it may not be super exciting and charismatic. Like me, for example, I'm not a very charismatic person. Like for example, one of my one of my um, one of my best friends actually just said that they he and his wife are pregnant. They're having a baby boy. Shout out to them. You know who you are. <laughs> um, and I was like, dude, I'm so happy for you. Like that's awesome. He's like, thanks, man. And because he he took what I said as valid, I'm putting myself out there. He didn't say, hey, you didn't have enough, enough exclamation marks behind that. <laughs> It was over text. <laughs> so that's a little bit different. You didn't send a GIF. You didn't send a GIF or send me a bunch of text messages in all caps saying how happy you are for me. And I know that sounds ridiculous to some of you, but that's really how a lot of us act. Mm-hmm. I know I'm I do. victim to that when someone doesn't act or react the way that I want, especially in like a video game, for example. Like, hey, I just accomplished this in a video game. And someone says, nice. Cool, bro. I'm like, dude, <laughs> do you know how hard that is? That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of, you feel offended, you feel hurt. And that's not that person's fault that you feel that way. It's frankly your fault. It's something that you need to process yourself. You need to say, okay, they are reacting in a way that they know how, they're putting themselves out there, and I don't have the right just to throw away what they said or to crush it. You can accept it. That's really the only option as far as that goes mm-hmm. to just accept it accept that what it is as accept what it is and go on from there yeah so you don't need to say oh you're not excited for me like what i just said i was no you weren't jumping up and down you're not excited mm-hmm. oh okay <laughs> okay whatever there bud <laughs> all right <laughs> and that's the end of that because yeah that just that's a killer of communication to like to gaslight someone or to invalidate their validation that they're trying to, yeah. to push and yeah. um, that just, that kills the conversation in its, in its spot, in its spot, in its tracks. In it, tracks. it kills the communication yeah. in its tracks because like, yeah, it's not fun to feel that way. The person attempting to be, be validated, the person who's presenting the information, it's not fun to be validated in, in a way that you don't want to. That kind of sucks. And everyone has that. Everyone knows what that feels like. I'm guessing that most people knows what that may feel like for you. But I don't know. I definitely don't like it at all. I feel it every day. I felt it a couple times today, and it's not fun. But validation is a you problem at the end of the day. It is important, extremely important for spouses and friends and any any relationship to learn how to validate one another. I think that's a, a key to human connection is learning how to validate one another. But like I said, at the end of the day, feeling validated is a you problem. And so my little cliche that I run through my head when it comes to this is it's your spouse's, we're talking about marriage here. It's your spouse's job to validate you and support you in any way they can muster up. And it's your job to accept that, trust them and believe them. Yeah. And little caveat off of that. I think it's extremely important for spouses to learn their parent, their parents, their spouse's (laughs) love language and to learn how to deliver their messages in a way that would be beneficial for their spouse and for their relationship. I do think that everyone has that responsibility to do so, but even if you go that far and you do those things, no matter how that looks and no matter how hard the person put, how much work they put into the validation, it is still the person's job who is receiving that validation to accept it and believe it. Right. So it, there may be a person out there who just does a terrible job validating and they don't understand their spouse's love languages, and that needs to be something that gets worked on. 
really bad and you need to learn how to deliver your messages appropriately Mm -hmm. and give your spouse your full attention and prove that you do support them and are there for them. Yeah. But it's not your responsibility to do it in the exact way that they want it. Right. And I guess that's the message there that everyone needs to, to learn the people that they care about and how they can benefit them in their support. And it's every person's job to accept validation in whatever form that it comes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be frank, I'm, I'm that person that's really bad at delivering a message the right way, or at least the helpful way. Cause I come off as like just too bland or not interested or whatever it is mm-hmm. when inside I'm like, I am either interested in what they said or whatever it is, but the way I deliver it, it makes it sound like the complete opposite of what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. You could say like, I'm happy for you. It doesn't sound like you're happy for me. And that's obviously yeah. like an extreme version, but you get what I'm saying. And then that's something that I have been working on and then I continue to work on because I'm still awful at it. Like mm-hmm. I'm really bad. And that's something I'm that I need to work on. Yeah. Because it's there comes a I mean, with this, there's a certain level to where if someone comes to you, number one, they're being vulnerable if they want to share some some good news with you. And so it's your responsibility to try and convey your feelings towards them, like your your happiness for them in a receivable way, instead of just saying, That is so cool, I am so happy for you then they're going to be like, oh, okay, well, all right. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that kind of, it's kind of a little contradictive that we just said, but there comes a point to where you also need to try and respond in a way that's also receivable. Be and helpful. Just, yeah, be helpful. There's not necessarily a wrong or, right, wrong or right way to respond. There's a helpful and unhelpful way to respond. If you find that your responses are, are starting to seep into the unhelpful, it might be beneficial for you to learn your spouse and how they maybe just learn their love languages a little bit more yeah. and just tweak the way you deliver your messages because it is our responsibility to do so, I believe. Yeah. I guess the whole message here that we're putting is that we each have a responsibility to believe the people that we're in relationships with mm-hmm. and to accept what they give us. Because yeah. there is room in there for improvement, of course, but right. until that improvement is reached, you need to learn how to accept it for what it is. Mm-hmm. That's, I guess that's what we're trying to get at. Yeah. So there you go. Um, <laughs> there you go. Number two. <laughs> number three. Um, this is an interesting one. This is one of those, it's not just a social media myth, but it is a, uh, I mean, I've seen it multiple times on like TikTok and things like that, but it's pretty old. Yeah. I'm um, usually hear like older people saying this, but it's uh, something along the lines of oh, wait till the honeymoon phase ends. Oh, you, like, oh, you're having a great marriage now. You just wait, just give it some time. Yeah. Like that is so weird that we do that you know like (laughs) it is pretty weird like you put that to anything else you know like and most people do it for a lot of other things like oh you like your job now just wait yeah pessimism is that you know like that's so weird and your marriage and the way that it goes is entirely up to you and your spouse yeah you know and that i guess that may sound harsh but it is if yeah the honeymoon phase does end that's a thing yeah. You kind of, the infatuation subsides and you get into what life really is. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you have to fall out of love with one another. You know, that doesn't mean that you all of a sudden despise each other once that phase is subsided a little bit. And I'll go as far to say that you can continue that phase, the honeymoon phase, in different forms throughout the rest of your life by actively putting work into your relationship. Yeah. You can keep that excitement and keep that, like the dating phase alive by continuing to do the things that you did while you were dating. 
mm-hmm. in different ways that match your current relationship status. Yeah. And that's what I found with me and my wife. I feel that our honeymoon phase never truly ended because it has morphed and changed for our needs. Now it's the two years married phase and we're still happy. It's yeah. just in a different way and for a different reasons. And so I guess my final caveat with that is that, yeah, it ends. But that doesn't mean you're going to despise your spouse. It just means that you need to change the way that you interact with them and change the way that you connect with them to match yeah. your current needs. Yeah, like the way people say that, they're like, oh, just you wait. Like, you love them now? Just wait. You're going to hate them. They don't say that, but that's what it sounds like, you know? like That's kind of the message they're trying to deliver. Gonna, that's yeah. the sub, subliminal message. Right. You're not going to like them later down the road. Like, what? Wait till your, wait till your 50th, 50th anniversary. You won't yeah, sleep you... in the same bed anymore. <laughs> What are you talking about, man? Like, we've talked about several times that love isn't just a feeling. Like, it's it's an action. Love right? is a verb. John Mayer. <laughs> oh, dang. John Mayer knows. Yeah, it's he a good time. Knows. And so, with that in mind, you can create that atmosphere in your marriage. You can create the atmosphere that you want. And if someone says, oh, you're not going to love them later down the road, just uh, smile and wave, boys and girls. Smile and wave and just... Remember, you can create that atmosphere, and you can, you can extend that honeymoon phase. It won't be exactly, I mean, you know, all infatuated like it is when you first get married. It's yeah. just reality. Like Austin is saying, you can still be happy in your marriage and love your spouse even more than when you started your honeymoon. Mm-hmm. In fact, I hope you do. I would say the love and the feelings of intimacy get way more yeah. past the honeymoon phase if you are properly, continually connecting with your spouse. That. Yeah level of connection grows stronger and more intense and that the feelings of love that you have towards one another grow as you two grow as a relationship right. in, in your relationship because they're just deeper levels That's yeah you understand and trust each other more yeah yep. it's like the i think the the weird lie that we tell ourselves as a culture that the most you ever love the most you will ever love each other is on your honeymoon night is a huge lie because i would say that means maybe something went wrong along the way yeah because if you, if you continue continue to connect continue to break down barriers of vulnerability that level of trust will go up and the trust and connection typically are um dependent variables on one another as trust continues up so will love and connection so it's continuing to focus on building trust and maintaining it not hiding your amazon packages from your spouse (laughs) that would be a good way to maintain that trust and infatuation yeah and keeping that level of communication and that channel of communication open so the vulnerability can stay there and that connection can grow. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Number four, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a controversial one, but we're here to we're here to, to debunk some myths. So And here I we mean, go. sure. Yes, happy That's... wife, happy life. But what about the husband? His needs don't matter. No, no. I don't know what you're Not talking about. Not at all. So unhappy husband, happy life. He has to yield to everything and make sure his wife has all of her needs met no matter what. Yep. And his needs don't matter. As long as she's happy, we're good to go. Yeah. Husband's needs don't don't matter at all. He just has to keep his head down and do the work. (laughs) Facetiousness detection (laughs) alert. Just don't uh, don't clip that and post that on (laughs) the internet. Listen to these dudes. No, man. Uh, Canceled. But I mean, you can see how this can be an issue here. Because, frankly, a lot of the times, guys are meant to just, according to this, put down their needs, put down their wants, put down their Amazon gift cards, and do what the wife wants. Sacrifice 
<clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> choked everything. Up. Sacrifice everything <laughs> and forget about yourself. Yeah. And in a way, like Enix said, yeah, but we expect that also from the wife. From the wife, yeah. It should be both ha- ways. happy marriage, happy life. Not yeah. happy wife, happy life. And yeah. that's... Even though it doesn't rhyme, it's it's a lot truer than happy wife, happy yeah. life. A marriage is, is two people because I think... I, I mean, this is an anecdotal theory, I guess. I'd say a lot of resentment and a lot of... That's why a lot of marriages fail because... I mean, imagine the resentment that would build up over time, you know, if you just feel like your needs aren't being met or your needs don't matter. Because are we really at that point in our culture where men's needs don't matter? And do we really think that women are that histrionic and that narcissistic to where we really believe that statement? I don't think so. I I think we need to put more focus on the, the relationship and not on the individuals. I think that's where a lot of marriages go wrong when people start to worry about individual needs. Yeah, that's super important when it comes to self-care and self-care is super important. But when you're talking about the relationship, the first focus should be what's best for the relationship. And that, that phrase does not mix with that equation. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's all about being interdependent. Exactly. Right? That's yeah. what interdependence is, is two individuals who are both independent, who work together to meet each other's needs. And if a need doesn't get met that they can get elsewhere, then they can because they're independent. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there you go. Exactly. Let's, let's just root out that phrase and let's, let's replace it with happy marriage, happy happy marriage, happy life. Yeah. All right. Number five. Number five is don't go to bed angry as far as with your wife or husband. If you're, if you're in an argument at night, don't go to bed until you resolve that issue. Stay up all night if you need to. <laughs> and let me tell you, if that was true, there'd be a lot of sleep-deprived couples that haven't slept in yeah. days. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I would be one of those if I truly believed that. For like the first part of my marriage, I genuinely I thought of that. But yeah. then I remembered some advice that someone gave me. But it's a, I feel like it's a common misconception yeah. that that is the best marriage advice that you'll ever receive. And I just don't think it is. Yeah, it's... um. It's a common misconception come from the Christian text, the Bible. Yeah, um, Paul says it. Yeah. Something like, don't go to bed angry. I mean, don't let the sun, the... Sh- sun set upon your wrath. I think that's what the message is. I don't know where it's at or what yeah. the correct wording is, yeah. but personally, I felt it's been misinterpreted as don't go to sleep until, don't don't go to sleep until you've resolved it with your spouse. Like that is yeah. kind of the, the message that has been misconstrued. And the way that I have interpreted it since is, don't let problems go unresolved. Yeah. Always find a time to resolve your problems. But I think the worst time to resolve problems is when you're sleep deprived and it's right. 1230 at night. Yeah. That's like the worst time to hash out some type of argument or hash out some type of problem. Yeah. It's going to continually get less and less productive the later you stay up. Yeah. Personally, in my own experience, I guess. Yeah. I mean, mine too. And like my wife and I have gone to bed upset or angry plenty of times, but the thing that we've always done is even if we're mad at each other or we had a little argument, we still say, I love you at mm, the end of the night. I love that. Yeah. So just because you're in an argument, that doesn't mean the love isn't there. Right. It doesn't yeah. mean you hate that person or yeah. It doesn't mean that you don't love them or you don't want to fix the problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can just sleep on it. You can say, I love you still. And figure it out in the morning a couple of days later whenever you're ready to talk about it like sleep on it as long as you need really until you're both ready to talk about it and resolve the issue 
And biochemically, like scientifically speaking, the worst time to solve a problem is at night from my understanding because yeah. you're, you're most tired. Cortisol levels are really low because that means you're more sleepy. Melatonin levels are higher. You're starting to fall asleep and the brain starts to need a reset the later yeah. you are up. So brain function goes down. Cognitive function goes down. You're going to shut up the part of the brain, the neocortex, which requires the most electrical activity and the most energy. That's going to start to shut down. It's going to go to the reptilian mammalian lizard <laughs> brain, you know, and you're going to yeah. start becoming a little more emotional. And that's at least, again... That's probably pseudoscience, but it's my own experience of what happens. It's Austin you know? science. Austin science. Um, maybe it's verifiable. We need to get Andrew Huberman on it. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of my understanding of how it all works. Yeah. So the more tired you get, the more your neocortex shuts down. And the it's, the it's the first thing to go because it requires the most energy. So, yeah, that's just so unhelpful. And my own experience, decisions are best made um, when you wake up. You know, and two things can be true at the same time. You can want to go to sleep. And still want to resolve the issue. You know, yeah. only a Sith deals in absolutes. You know, that's from the Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. But it's true. Only uh, only people who, um, I'd say only people that have lived a certain way or um, are stuck to an ideology, how about psychologically rigid, yeah. truly believe that. You know, like the more you adopt psychological flexibility into your life and you can recognize that things don't always have to be a certain way you can start to realize that problems can be solved in any time frame that they require. Yeah. You know, it yep. can take a week to solve a particularly complex issue. I think space is a really important thing for couples if it's a really complex issue. I think sleep is a really good way to put a, a pin in things, I mm -hmm. guess to say the least, and to get rid of some powerful emotions that are just not helpful, like yeah. anger and fear. Honestly, those are typically more likely to show up when you're really sleepy, at yeah. least in my own experience. So maybe focus on, if you can, before you go to sleep, I think that's great. But get rid of the idea that you need to solve your problems yeah. before you go to Don't bed. Don't stress over it. Do it whenever you feel is necessary. Take a day to revisit if you need to, you know? Yeah. Like, that doesn't mean avoid it, but take time to to do what you need to do. And if you need to table the discussion and come back to it later because it's just not helpful to do it right now. I think that's awesome. I think that's super yeah. helpful and really healthy to do that. And super mature. Yeah, really. If you can do that and still have, like, and still love each other, yeah. I think that shows the level of maturity in your relationship. Right. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So the same thing goes for all of these, these five things. It's all about compromise and communication. Openness, right? trust. If you have those two things, then you really won't run into any of these myths or issues mm -hmm that we find on social media. It's all about compromising, all about talking with your spouse or talking with your loved one, boyfriend, girlfriend, parents, brothers, sisters, all of these relationships that we have. It's always about compromise. It's always about just communication and learning how to communicate and being able to express things appropriately and in a helpful way. And just because you're bad at it doesn't mean you can't try and continue to get better. We're all, we're all bad at it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It doesn't come natural, like 99.9% .9 of the time. Yep. There's that 0.1% out there, 0.01% that they're just great at it. It just comes naturally. <laughs> just comes to them. Yeah. yeah. But for most, of us, for most of us, it doesn't. And it requires patience, practice, and repeating over and over again. 
creating and then eventually, yeah, eventually will create that atmosphere in your marriage that you've always wanted. And those feelings will be stronger for one another. You will, you will feel like you love them more than you ever have before, but it does take work. Mm-hmm. If you just sit there in your marriage and don't do anything about it, avoid all these problems, don't talk about them, and pretend everything's all dandy, then eventually the marriage is going to break. Absolutely. And I think it's this idea, a lot of these ideas are deeply rooted in the idea that marriage is all about being happy yeah. and doing what's what makes you happy and what, like with pleasure, things like that. Yeah. Uh, marriage is about becoming your best self with the help of another person. That's personally right. how I see it. And if you ask a lot of marriage therapists, they'd probably tell you the same thing, that marriage is not about happiness. It's a significant byproduct of, of marriage, happiness. It will come through marriage and you'll be the most happy you've ever been. But the goal of marriage is to live a value driven life with someone who's committed to the same values as you yeah. and who complement one another. And that takes maturity, trust and openness as well as a lot of communication so yeah. on top of all that you just said, um, to have that value driven marriage that is based in maturity and connection, you need to start rooting out these myths in your marriage if they're there. Yeah. Need some faith, trust, and a little bit of pixie dust. (laughs) (laughs) Pixie dust being values. (laughs) 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 Well, we hope you learned something new. We hope this was helpful for you. If it was, leave a review, leave a comment, five-star rating, nothing but the best here. You know what I'm saying? And if you disagree with us, (laughs) let us know. Reach out through Instagram, and we'll have a conversation about it because we'd love to talk about it. Yep, we'll talk about it. So we will... Talk to you Thursday. We might not, might not have an episode this week. We'll see. Yeah, we'll work it out. Yeah. But Our either way. Getting busy. Either way. Yeah, school's starting up. We'll talk to you next, next episode. See you guys. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about